Welcome to the Grace City Tampa podcast. My name is Alex Damari. Me and my wife, Brianna, are the lead pastors. Our vision is to lead people into a life-transforming relationship with Jesus Christ. We pray that today's podcast will build you up, lift your faith, and encourage you in the journey. Here's the message. In November, I preached a series that was titled Above and Beyond. And I was talking about how God is above and beyond in blessing and provision, above and beyond in victory and in his promises. And I, I thought, you know, through the series, I, I felt like I, I covered a lot of the above and beyond characters of God and how we can have expectations of God, and yet he goes so far above and beyond that. And the scripture that I read from was Ephesians 3, 20 through 21. But as I was ending last year, the scripture just resonating in my head. And I realized that over that sermon series, I didn't preach that scripture. It was just the scripture for the series. And I kept coming back to this one word that I saw in that scripture. And I thought, I have to preach our first message of the year on that word. And I hope in every way that you can capture this today. That you can get excited about 2022. You can have vision for your tomorrow and dream. So, Ephesians 3. 16 through 21. If you have your Bibles, pull them out. Paper Bibles, pull them out. If you don't, go to the nearest Bible bookstore or Amazon and buy one and bring it next week. We're giving out candy bars to everybody that bring. No, we're not doing that. That's kind of weird church. Candy bars. You will get an extra communion, communion Sunday if you bring your paper. We're not doing that either. Verse 16. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit and your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Isn't that beautiful that it's God strengthening you? It's God equipping you. It's God helping you to understand more about Him so that you can see the fullness of God. Verse 20. Now to Him, who is able, everyone say able, to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Immeasurably meaning simply it can't be measured. Immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Immeasurably more. According to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. It doesn't say the glory to you. It doesn't say the glory to me. It says to the church and in Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Can we pray one last time over the preaching of God's word? Lord, as we just read this scripture, I speak inspiration over the hearts of every person. As they heard your word spoken, I pray it will become awakened within us. 
We want to know more. We want to dig deeper. We want to learn. So teach us. Speak to us today. Lord, even in my few words, I pray, God, that you'd speak more, that people would understand in their spirits today. And let it sink in deep and help us through 2022 to do all the things that you've called us to. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 The word I want to speak on today that I pulled out of this scripture is imagine. Everyone say imagine. Imagine. You know, every year leading up to the 1st of January, it's kind of been a tradition in my life. And when Brianna and I got together, we did this together. Even while we were dating, we would go to a a coffee shop or something. and We'd write out all the dreams and all the goals and all the things we wanted to achieve the next year. Some might call it New Year's resolutions. Uh, I call them goals and dreams, right? New Year's resolutions for me usually last about a week. Uh, Goals and dreams usually last till the end of the year. You know what I'm saying? Anybody else? So we do this every year. It's so exciting because I love it. I, we do it in note, I do it in a note in my phone. And I get to look back at the end of the year and look back at all the things that God did over the last year and all the goals and dreams that we achieved. It's really significant and special. Does anybody else do this at the beginning of your year? A couple of you do it. That's fantastic. But you know, like every year we do it and I'm so inspired. I'm one of those big dreamers, big vision people that I just could write down anything. I'm like... This year, I'm going to the moon. You know what I mean? This year, I'm going to own a Tesla, right? I don't know what it is. I just feel like a Tesla, right? I'm not actually, Brianna won't ever let me get a Tesla for some reason, so it's okay. But all these, I've always gone up to the end of the year so inspired, full of faith about what God is going to do in and through my life. This year was different for some reason. I was coming to the end of the year, looking over my goals and trying to figure out what I was going to do this year and what I felt like God was calling me to do and feeling like I didn't have vision for it, feeling kind of stumped. And it's okay to be honest in here, right? I was feeling a little bit stumped, and the reason I was feeling stumped, if I were to be completely honest, is I feel like all of my goals and dreams have come to be. That's a big statement. I'm 31 years old. Can I tell you that in year 2000, with my parents, we planted a church. And ever since then, I've known that I was going to, at some point, lead a church. Then I go off to Bible college, and I come back, and I meet the love of my life. I get married, so all these goals are taking place, and I enter into full-time ministry, and I learn how to preach, and, and it's just a beautiful time of all my goals and dreams coming to be all of these things happening, and I, we get to walk in our, you know, our dream job, get to make music, get to see a great ministry flourish, and Brianna and I get to be campus pastors and, and watch and pastor people along the journey and start small groups and all these things. And then with the preparation to plant a church, a dream that we've had forever, all of a sudden coming to be. And now at the end of 2021, I look and I go, we've already had all our kids. We have a dog. We have a church. We have a house that we love. Maybe it's just time for me to coast. Maybe it's. I don't know, God, what, what, what was I, I didn't know what I was supposed to do in that moment. What else am I supposed to dream about? Because I feel like everything that I've been dreaming about has come to be. And as I'm sitting there at 6 a.m., my daughter had gotten me up, and I'm trying to figure out anything. Like, um, I'm, I'm going to, like, run more. Or I'm going to, like, read my Bible more consistent. You know, like, I'm just trying to pull anything out. 
And my daughter says, Dad, can I get some water? And so I go over and get her a little glass, and I have her go over and get her own water. And she starts pouring the glass of water out of our fridge. And because she's three, uh, it just starts to flow out over the sides. And a little bit frustrated, no big deal, no big deal. I'm like, oh, pull it away, pull it away. Okay, here we go. So I go and I get a rag. And as I turn around, she clicks the little ice button and she goes back in for more. You know what I'm saying? All over our hardwood floors, water just flowing all over. And out of my frustration, I'm sitting there like, oh, it's 6 a.m. I'm not awake yet. I haven't had my coffee. I'm just trying to like figure out my life right now. I got no goals. And I get down on my hands and knees and I'm cleaning this thing. And I saw the beauty of the moment. Isn't it funny how God speaks to you in the weirdest moments? I saw the beauty of the moment as I sat there cleaning the ground. And I thought of the fact that Evelyn wouldn't have known when to stop other than by her experiences or by someone telling her to stop. She has the kind of faith or mind that goes, I can just keep going as long as I want until someone tells me to stop. And in that moment, it was like my mind was awakened. And I came back to this scripture that's been sitting on my heart, and I realized that God has so much more in my life. I haven't even scratched the surface for what God can do in and through my life. All of that has been preparation for the next 31 years, for the next 60 years. Whatever God has for me, I know that God has more than enough and overflowing for me, and it helped shape my view of this next year. See, I think far too often, I limit my imagination by experiences or by someone else's word. But if we believe the words of Ephesians 3, 16 through 21 to be true, then we can believe that God has no limits and our imagination can follow that. So we have to understand he is God. He is holding it all. He is all powerful. He is able to do immeasurably more. That means beyond measure. He is above the limits with provision, blessing, promises, and victory. And I want to say this to you, church, and I'm saying it to myself as well. You are not bound to your current reality. You are not bound to your current reality. You might say, what are you even talking about? Good or bad. Your current reality of your life. You feel like you're in the best place you've ever been. You feel like you're in the worst place you've ever been. Can I tell you? You are not bound to your current reality. God has so much more in store for you. So much more in store for year 2022. We haven't even scratched the surface of what God wants to do. Why I wanted to come back to this scripture is simply this. That God has given us permission to imagine. This is huge. The God who created imagination tells us. To imagine with no limits. He opens the door to dreaming, aspiration, to ambition. My dreams, your dreams, have no limit. My goals and your goals have no limits. See, we aren't mindless creatures that have been given. Uh, we aren't mindless creatures. We've been given minds to dream. We've been given imagination. So when we go back to verse 20, this takes on a whole new meaning. It says this, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. See, we have to understand this, that God does not put a lid on top of our lives. It's saying that God does a limitless, an unmeasurable amount above what we can ask or imagine. So he's putting it in our court. 
He's saying, what are you going to ask? What are you going to imagine? What are you going to dream? And he can do immeasurably more than that. We need to be imagining for our lives. We need to be imagining for our families. We need to be imagining for our church. And this is good news for us. Amen. See, if we take the scripture as just the first line, I feel like we'd be walking into every situation, everything we encounter, every open door with our head held high. Now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, we'd walk in just with confidence, believing that he's doing all this. But that's not where the scripture ends. There's so much more to be said. The scripture continues to say, according to his power that's at work within us. He can do more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that's at work within us. So there actually is a limit. There actually is a lid to your asking and imagining. And it's allowing the power of God to work in us. It's when we block the power of God to work in us. Through sin, through doubt, through fear. Not walking in all the things God has for us, not walking in our spiritual disciplines. We are blocking the imagination we can have in our lives. And the only limiter is ourselves. We cap ourselves. God never says that he will block your imagination. He just says he'll always do more. And according in this statement simply means depending on weather. So depending on whether you allow the Lord to work in and through your life, our limit to our imagination is depending on whether we allow his power to work. Aren't you grateful, church, that we don't have to do this alone? Aren't you grateful that we're not facing 2022 alone? In John 15, 5, it says, apart from me, you can do nothing. We have this incredible God who cares for us and partners with us and enables us to live this life to the fullest. A younger version of myself, when I was 16, I decided it would be a good idea to go buy a little 49cc Metropolitan scooter, a little Honda scooter. This thing went, uh, uh, you know, a top speed of 35 miles per hour. This thing was great. I didn't have to have a motorcycle license, so I just got to ride it. It got 100 miles to the gallon. You know what I'm saying? Got that budget for sure. And I remember being so excited. I had saved up $300 as a down payment. This is a big deal as a 16-year-old that made minimum wage of like seven bucks. And I walk in to this little dealership and I go in and I say, I want that scooter right there. And they kind of laughed at me. They're like, yeah, that's $1,500. And I was like, I know, but I, I want to take out a loan and I, wanna, I want that scooter. And they laughed at me again and they said, there's no way you're walking out with that scooter today. So devastated, I remember going home, talking with my parents, not knowing what to do. And what did my dad do? He came and he co-signed with me. He was a little bit crazy, I guess, because uh, I would never co-sign with my kids, but good luck to them. But uh, my dad, he walks in and he co-signs this thing with me, and I remember leaving with this scooter. I had a little payment for the first time in my life, and I had this terrible little scooter. Why this was a terrible little scooter is it snows six months out of the year where we're from, and, uh, and so I would be riding to school in the snow and ice on this stupid little scooter, but you know what? I got good memories and a lot of broken bones from that scooter, so good times for sure. 
But it's interesting, when we come to things in our life, especially with finances, when we have a co-signer, we can do so much more than if we try to do it alone. Right? I, I came with my little bit to offer, and my dad came in with all this history and credit and co-signed with me. See, we have to understand this in this great picture of this, that apart from Christ, we can't fulfill our dreams and we can't live abundantly. See, God is, this, is the best co-signer we could ever ask for. His experience, his track record, his faithfulness, who he is, he is coming alongside you through every single thing and you're offering your little bit and he's fulfilling the rest. We offer our little bit and God comes in and covers the rest. See, we are better postured than every other person on the planet because we're able to dream. And if we actually take the proper steps towards that dream, we can achieve our dream. My main point is this. We have been given the ability to imagine for our lives. We have to remove the limits we put on ourselves and follow the limitless God with our dreams. So how do we do this? How do we take the limits off our life? How do we practically take steps towards this? I really believe 2 Corinthians 9, 6 is a great roadmap for this in the idea that God will not be mocked and you will reap what you sow. This great principle enables us in every bit of our lives to understand that when we sow into something, we will reap from that. That when we sow into our relationships, we will reap from that. When we sow into our jobs, our workplaces, our businesses, we will reap. When we sow with finances, we reap with finances. When we sow with time, we reap with time. There's this beautiful exchange that happens when we sow into our dreams, into our goals. We will reap the things that we want to see happen in our lives. Years ago, I sat down with a friend, and uh, we wrote out what we wanted our spouses to be or who we wanted our spouses to be. This was before I knew Brianna. Okay, a little understanding of the story there, but we wrote down these lists. I remember it was this massive list of all the things I wanted my spouse to be, who I wanted this person to be in my life, and all the things we could achieve together, and all these things. And I know that might seem a little bit interesting, and maybe you haven't done that, but it was really like a great example of it would be this little Polaroid camera. And we wrote down all of these things, and it was like we took a picture. Maybe not. There you go, guys. Sorry. It's like worship in here. It's like we took a picture of our life. And I was able to walk around with that list and say no to things that wouldn't match up to what I feel like God had called me to. So now when I'm looking for a spouse, I could simply hold up my Polaroid of the picture of what God had put in front of me. And I could look and go, hmm, it doesn't match up. So when, when temptation arises, when our humanity arises, when we want to act in emotions rather than acting in the calling God has for us, you're able to hold this thing up and see if it matches up and make a real decision. And that's what we did. And can I tell you that Brianna is the girl of my dreams and it worked out and we got a lot of babies together. You know what I'm saying? A lot of babies. But there's a beautiful idea behind this that each of us in our lives are able to really draw up and write out and dream up what we feel like God has put on our lives. There is no limit for you. And you can write it up. And when a decision comes to take a job, you can go, huh, that doesn't match. 
Or maybe, yeah, I can see how that would match in what God has for my future. The prophecies that you got in a younger age when you were in church. In a younger age, people prophesied things over you. Maybe even in this house, you've been prophesied over. Maybe by a sermon, you've heard it and you've heard. That's for me. Those things can come to be. You hold them up like a Polaroid and make sure that your life is matching. You're going to make some faith-sized decisions when you hold up your Polaroid and follow that. And I think that for our lives, that's a very simple and practical way to do that. But how we take a Polaroid of our life, I got four very quick small points for you is this. First of all, rediscover the promises of God for you. Rediscover the promises of God for you. See, they're out there. They're available for you to understand. They're in this word. They're filling this word in every single way. And we so often just have to rediscover in our hearts all the promises that God has for our lives. A great way to do this is to thank the Lord daily for where you are and for who you are. Rediscovering the promises of God is thanking him and remembering all that he's brought you through and what he's called you to. Colossians 3, 17 says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And give thanks to God in the Father through him. And understanding that our thanksgiving really realigns ourselves back to the promises of God. Number two is this, write it down. Habakkuk 2, 2 says, Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that the herald may run with it. See, there's power when we write these things down because now these, these things that we're imagining or just dreaming up now can get some feet to start to run. Now we're able to hold it up, hold up our list to things and go, is this what God has for me? Is this the journey I'm supposed to go on, the path I'm supposed to go on? Write these things down. It's your Polaroid. Number three, live it out. Have you ever heard the phrase, Dress like you got the part. You got to live it out, right? That whole phrase really is, it comes from the idea that walking into an interview, wearing the type of clothes that they would tell you to wear or they would have you wear at that job so that the boss can see it and see if you're the right person and if you fit at the workplace. It's the same in your life. It's the same with your dreams. Start walking it out now. Start living it out now. Start acting like you already have that thing now. I didn't become a pastor the moment we decided we were going to plant a church. I became a pastor 12 years ago when I went off to Bible college. I started living the part and making decisions to say no to things in my life, say no to things of flesh, and start moving towards all the things God had for me in my life. And I tell you what, I really wasn't made a pastor in a day. I was made it over the last 12 years. And for you... I would, I would encourage you. you got to start to live it out. Whatever that Polaroid is that you're holding up, whatever that thing is that you're holding up, live it out as it's today. Number four is this. Give credit where credit is due. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. Every good and perfect gift is from above. It's not you. It's not your doing. Even though you might be walking the part, it wasn't to your credit. It's to God's credit and what he's done and what he's going to do. Give credit where credit is due. You know, while I was writing this sermon, there were a couple points that came to mind that didn't really fit within that. 
way of, of living out your Polaroid picture, if you will. And so I have three tips that I want to share with you. Is that okay? Yeah. Maybe break the mold a little bit of preaching because we're just breaking molds. Number one, if you're not holy, it's not worth it. If you're not holy, it's not worth it. God will not ask you to do something outside of holiness to meet the dreams and goals that he's put on your heart. If you're not holy, it's not worth it. I was talking to a guy a couple weeks back, and this guy has been given an incredible, incredible gift to preach the gospel. And he's such an anointed guy. And he spent the last year wandering and just choosing to do all these other things. And I just encouraged him, and I said, you know what your assignment is. You know what your goal is. And, and you working this job to get money to maybe someday do that isn't getting you any closer to your dreams, any closer to the assignment God has for you. So if you're not holy, it's not worth it. Number two, if the kingdom's advancing isn't the main purpose, it's for the wrong reasons. If the kingdom's advancing isn't the main purpose, it's for the wrong reasons. If it's for your kingdom, not God's kingdom, you're limiting yourself. That's how, when we talk about this idea of putting a cap on ourselves, you do that simply by doing it for your kingdom, not for God's kingdom. It's for God's kingdom. It's why you're on this planet. Everything you do, everything you say, every relationship you have, your job, your time, your energy, all of it is for the kingdom. That changes our whole perspective about everything. And if you want to walk in the limitless blessing and dreams and imagination God has for you, it's got to be for his kingdom, not yours. Number three, if it doesn't scare you, it's too small. If it doesn't scare you, it's too small. I think that's a word for us, church. I feel like we're now a couple months into planting a church we got some big dreams we got a big imagination of what God is going to do in and through this church we have a big Polaroid the biggest one you've ever seen of what God is going to do in and through this house but it starts with each and every one of us getting a dream of our own understanding our why understanding our purpose and dreaming and having imagination of what God can do in and through us God wants to teach you, train you, and equip you along the way. And we just got to be ready. We got to be ready. So imagine, church. I want to give you permission today at the beginning of 2022 to imagine. I want to give you permission to dream. I want you to understand that it is limitless. Can I tell you that this year, when I wrote down my dreams, I showed them to Brianna last night, and she's like, are you done yet? Because I had a whole new perspective of what God could do in and through my life. That it's going to be so much greater the next 31 years of my life than I, it was even the first 31 years. And I feel like I have so much more vision and so much more excitement for what God is going to do. And I want all of us to be on the journey together. I want us to dream. And I love what this scripture says. I know I'm kind of beating the point home, but... He's able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. See, our imagination is the start. But then we got to ask. We got to ask. 
you got to verbalize the imagination and ask God. It gives him credit. Gives him the ability to work. He already knows it, but he's waiting to see your step of faith to ask. God, will you do this? Will you do this? And then when it comes to be, you can give him the credit. I asked this of God, and he made it happen. So on your seats when you came in today, there were little prayer cards. I would ask you to grab that. We're going to do something a little different to conclude our sermon today. And if you have a pen, go ahead and pull it out. If not, there's some pens on the ends of the seats. If not, I'll have Cassidy go find some and hand them out. I want you to take a minute to a minute and a half and just write down a couple big asks from God. What are the things you feel God has called you to this year? What are the things he's called you to achieve? And Maybe it's for the church. Maybe it's for your life. Maybe it's for your friends. I know there's only a couple lines on there, and some of you could write an entire novel of the things you're believing for, but maybe it's just a couple small things. I think it's appropriate as a church that we just take a second to dream a little bit and imagine at the beginning of this year because God has so much more in store for us. So Wayne's just going to play and go ahead and Cassidy's handing out some pens or grab one from your neighbor and just write down a couple things. So whether you could write everything down now or not, I hope this spurs you on in faith. It's not done. God isn't finished. He has so much more in store for you, for me, for your families, for your friends, for our church. Could you stand to your feet all across this room? And you can bring that little card with you home. That's the start to a Polaroid picture. That's the start to imagining and dreaming of what God can do in your life. Can I encourage you to imagine for your life, for your family, for your church, let's imagine. Let's dream what God can do in and through us. Let's dream what God can do in and through this community. He's never let us down yet, and he's not going to fail. So we can trust in that. Amen. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? I want to give a moment for anybody in here who hears the words of my voice today and says, 
I hear what you're talking about and I need to enter into this relationship with God and I need to start because I'm realizing that I'm trying to achieve all my dreams and goals in life without God. Or maybe you've been walking away and you realize you need to realign your life with God. I'm going to count to three and at the count of three, I'm going to ask you just to raise your hand just to acknowledge that that's you. So one, know that God loves you. He cares for you so much. He sent his one and only son to die for you so that you can know freedom in this life and know life eternal too. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. So don't wait any longer. Right here, right now, give your life to Jesus. Three. If that's you, would you just raise your hand and acknowledge that right here? Come on, can we celebrate the people in this room giving their lives to Jesus? Hey, can we celebrate that in this room, church? That's a big deal. It's a big deal. Thank you, Lord. So if that was you and you raised your hand, we're all going to pray a prayer together. And I would ask you to pray this for the first time in your heart and out loud, acknowledging that Jesus is Lord. So let's pray this together. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, come into my life. Make me a brand new person and give me a brand new start. Forgive me of my past and give me hope for my future that I may walk with you all the days of my life. I believe that you are king and I believe that you are Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Come on, let's celebrate that one last time. So right here, right now, can we just raise our hands up one last time as a church? We're going to go back into this song. I'm going to pray us into this song. And I want to encourage you. God is doing more than we can ask or imagine. Let's allow the power of God to work in and through us. Let's be vessels of the Most High God. So Lord, right now I pray across this room that every single person would walk in their calling, walk in their assignment. Lord, that they would rid their lives of sin. They'd rid their lives of things that are holding them back. And they would walk in the full measure of your love, in the full measure of your calling. Lord, we pray that there would be more than we could ask or imagine in our lives. In Jesus' name, come on, let's worship together. Thank you for listening to the Grace City Tampa podcast. Stay tuned for more weekly messages from our church. 